Welcome to Adulting License. This is a podcast about our journey growing up as we create a safe space to chat about literally anything. Relationships, friendships, mental health, self-care, career, you name it. And who are we? We're best friends, but unfortunately, we don't even get to live in the same city. We're living thousands of miles and various flights away from each other. But we've been through the good, the bad, and the ugly together. And now we're gonna share it all with you. Welcome to episode 15 of Adopting Lices on Scene Media. Abia and joining me today are Angie and Dawn. How are we? Not too bad. Um, just trying to balance everything in life. I'm just trying to adult. Um, but yeah, overall good. What about you guys? It's been okay as well. So yeah, I guess life is, you know, life. <laughs> what does that sound so depressing? <laughs> um, adulting. But, yeah, adulting live. Hello. Uh, well, I have to apologize because I sound like this because uh, it's winter in Australia right now and um, I woke up and my nostril have decided to completely shut off. So I am quite literally cannot breathe right now, so I apologize. Um, but yeah, I've been really busy finishing up my degree and my job. Um, it is such a bittersweet feeling, but I'm so excited to go home after two and a half years. So when this podcast comes out, I think I'm already home. Oh my um, god. Yeah. Woohoo. That's amazing. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. Thank so you. proud and so happy for you that you get to see your family again soon. Yeah, I'm actually having butterflies thinking about um, seeing my family again. That's so cute. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, I believe Angie has an important announcement to make today. So I'll leave it to you, Angie. Well, don't worry. <laughs> she is not getting married. <laughs> or am I? Oh, uh, uh, you? <laughs> well... It's going to be my last episode on air with you guys today. It's been a great ride and honestly it's so bittersweet to say goodbye but I'll be stepping into some new ventures and hopefully as we part ways it doesn't mean that it's the last time we see each other but sometime in the future we could rendezvous again. Yeah, it would definitely um, not be the same without you but... Please come back anytime as our guest. Uh, of course. We will miss you so much and your sassy view on everything as well. Yeah, Aww. for sure. Could not agree more. Like, we definitely will. And good luck with Angie uh, on everything that they're doing. Yes. I know that everything you do, you do great. And we'll always support you. Yes. That's so yes. cute. I'm definitely going to miss our little chats every now and then. Yeah, we'll occasionally like bring you up. No, not really. Not occasionally. <laughs> we'll just mention you on every podcast and be like, oh I wonder oh how there. is Ed she doing? <laughs> so Remember cute. when she said breakups are fun? Yes. That's <laughs> going to be one of the quotes that will never get old on this podcast from oh now on. God. For sure. <laughs> For sure. Definitely miss you guys. And hopefully we'll get out. We'll definitely get an episode once in a while together, so it should be fine. It's yes, just like I'm going on sure. a short little vacation. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, in order to celebrate the last episode with Edgy, 
Today we'll be debunking bits about studying abroad. Quick question, Fine. how have you guys found studying abroad so far then? Um, yeah, I think this is um, such an interesting topic and I love. Um, I would love to hear you guys' view on this. But personally, for um, studying abroad, I think that there can be pros and cons as there is to everything. But for me, the pros for studying abroad totally outweigh the cons. Like mm. the opportunities to experience a new culture, receive higher quality education in another country, and to get to know people from all over the world makes it totally worth it for me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. There has definitely been ups and downs. Um, it's kind of like a, a roller coaster of emotions, to be honest. But um, for sure, yeah, I've definitely uh, I I've enjoy my studying abroad life so far, and we'll definitely dive more into that when we talk about all the bits out there. But um, yes, what about you, Angie? Have you how have you found studying abroad so far? I think it's been really rewarding. Um, I don't feel like I'm still, you know, an outsider looking in. It's more like, mm-hmm. since we've been abroad for so far now, it just feels like normal to me to live overseas. And there's no longer that barrier where I feel like I'm just someone who's here temporarily. Like, it doesn't mean I want to settle here forever, but I feel like I'm comfortable being, you know, calling it home here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um... Okay, so I think there are a few study studying abroad bits out there, so we could go through the list together. Mm, yeah. Okay, the first one is studying abroad is just one big holiday. Okay, personally, before we start, I feel like this term is more to describe people who go on exchange to another country for a few months. Like at least with my university, I know that people do go on exchange, and it's mostly for fun. Um, cause like you know, all the courses that are taken overseas are only ranked as pass or fail. So mm. regardless, yeah. What do you guys think about that? Okay, I actually have never thought of it that way. I mean, like I I do know if this term like apply to, um, going on exchange only or or not. But I actually don't know where people get that phrase from. But studying abroad is anything but on big party holiday. Well, at least for me, it's not. Uh, like, obviously, I've had one of the best moments in my life living in Australia for the past four years, but it's not always sunshine and rainbow, you know? Like, yeah. at the end of the day, I'm here for an education, so obviously I have to put time and effort into that, and I'm sure that all of us could agree that studying can be very stressful. Um uh, and I've uh, I've been working for the past two years as well, and even though I love my job, taking on a job while studying full time has put me in a few depression seasons. <laughs> mm, poor thing. Yeah, sorry to hear that. Um, I agree. This is such a weird concept. Um, I mean, I wish my exchange semester in Australia was a big <laughs> party holiday. Um, I'm just gonna blame it on COVID uh-huh. and maybe just wrong timing. Yeah, but I mean, we had fun. Itch. Yeah, we had a different kind of party. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I would say maybe my exchange semester in Australia was probably the hardest semester for my entire degree. Oh. Um, <laughs> um, but, but no, it was uh, really re- rewarding in the end. Yeah. And I totally understand the job part. Like, 
I think it is so difficult, and it is often like shocked under the rug how hard it is to balance work and、mm. study together at the same time. I think it is crazy hard to balance these two things together. Yeah. It's so common to see people like take on different commitments as you go overseas. Like I'm、yeah. actually really thankful that we have jobs because I feel like I would absolutely dread just being like only to do studies. Um, because uni alone for me, I feel like it wouldn't be fulfilling enough and would be like rather boring. I would say because like at least for a job, you can't switch your mind to like thinking about others' problems. And it does come with like a very privileged mindset as well that working part time is more of like additional benefit, and I don't have to stress too much about you know financial support. But I do know people who have to you know do both. And handling tuition as an international student is honestly it's awful.、Mm-hmm. Like I only try paying for half of my tuition, and it's already like a whole. Big portion of my income gone, and the other chunk is just eaten away by tax. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh my god, tax sucks. Like, I know. All the fees are actually like a major part that you have to consider. And well, personally, I don't really like the idea of receiving financial support from my parents once I hit a certain age.、Mm. Uh. So I'm glad that I've saved up a fair bit to take care of myself financially.、Um, this leads to another point, which is、uh, you should realize that studying abroad means you have to be independent and responsible for yourself.、Uh, so this also depends on how old you are when you're going abroad. But for some people, it might be the first time that they're living away from their family, and the situation might be like, "Oh, I have an assignment to do. Oh, but I'm also sick." I need to go to the doctor, but I also have work, and oh, I have to do the dishes as well. You know, things will pile up quickly if you don't know how to organize your life. So I guess if you're going to study abroad, thinking it's going to be an easy game, and you're just there for vacation, well, I can promise you one thing: it's not always like that. <laughs>、uh, but it can be if you know how to balance out everything and give yourself a well-deserved break once in a while. For sure. Um, it is so difficult to do all of these things already alone, and then let alone doing it in a foreign country where you may not know the language of, or where the system, um, you, where you're not like familiar with the system. Um, but I think that this leads to a point that studying abroad might not be for everyone. Like I think it takes a certain level of maturity and responsibility for. People to be responsible enough to be able to kind of take care of their own responsibilities on their own,、mm-hmm. and it doesn't fit people. I don't know who are used to having someone kind of always um on their back and telling them what to do. Yeah, yeah, definitely.、Mm. I've known、mm-hmm. people who like went abroad and like when they started living by themselves, they actually don't know how to do like even yeah they don't know how to take out the trash, for example. Yeah. And it's just like、yeah. you know, it's starting to pile up in their apartment, and it's kind of oh、um, my god, like ridiculous in a way. But yeah, I guess they they just had no idea how to do it. Yeah, actually, I think this is like one thing I feel everyone should go and do though. Like no matter if you're overseas or still live in the same town you grew up in, I feel like 
you should go live by yourself if you were given the opportunity and financial ability to do so because uh-huh. it really makes mm-hmm. you reprioritize your time for what really matters and take on you know your self-initiatives that to take care of yourself that you wouldn't have to do if you still lived at home with your parents and this kind of leads me to my next point i don't think i'll be able to live with someone or move in with someone who just doesn't have the skills to live alone like you do not want to be a mother to someone else Uh i could not agree more this is also like um like a prerequisite for me before moving in with someone i think it's so important um and i think time with themselves or time with yourself is so important to learn about yourself um, but I think living alone also helps you to mature into your own person. Yeah, definitely. Um, anyways, um, I think I'll move on to um, our second myth. Um, making friends while studying abroad will be too hard. Okay. What do you guys think? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I can't understand why this would be a myth. Um, you're going to a country alone thinking you won't be able to make a connection with anyone, but... Uh, from my experience, I actually think that it's one of the best opportunities to make friends. Uh, you know, you're going to meet so many people during your stay abroad. You'll meet people at uni, you'll meet people at work. You're in the same environment with many people and it's a chance for you to get to know them. I'm so grateful that um, ever since I came to Australia, I've met one of the best people in my life whom I'm so grateful to call my friends. Uh, Maybe a tip for me is just, um, you know, simply come over and say hi. Um, let the conversation flow. If you feel like you're really clicking with them, reach out afterwards and keep in touch with them. And show them that you want to be their friends. Um, yeah, because I think making friends is easy, but maintaining that friendship is the harder part. Mm, for sure. Like, I agree. I think um, people are much more open to making friends when they enter a new place as well. So if you're starting a new school year within, like, the new academic year, everyone is keen to be friends. What I do realize, though, is that, yeah, like, echoing what Mia just said, it's easy to make acquaintance, but it's really hard to make close friends, though. In my first year of uni, though, I was lucky enough to literally meet my closest friends through a random extracurricular workshop the first week of uni, but none of the friends I've made in class really stuck around for longer than a term, so... Mm. Oh, okay. That's really interesting. No, but I, I understand that, like, sometimes it could be hard to make friends in class as well, because it's kind of like, um, well, I don't know about you guys, but... In my class, we're actually not the same age, like mm. you know. Mm. Um, so so that's why I I say like just come over and say hi because if you initiate, they would be more open. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and I really like your tip. Even though my inner introvertedness is screaming <laughs> here, yeah. and getting like um um almost like social anxiety, thinking like oh what would happen, but what is the worst that can happen? Oh, yeah. Really, just come and say thing. hi. Like mm-hmm. I've I don't know. Well, that maybe Australian people are friendly. I don't know, but I've made a lot of friends <laughs> that way, and uh, yeah, some of definitely. them like yeah, I did that in semester one, and some of them are still my friends now. Like a close That's friend cool. actually. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it also helps that everyone is in the same boat as you. Everyone is new. 
So yeah. everyone wants to make friends as much as they um mm. as you do. So I think it's uh-huh. the perfect time to say hi. Uh-huh. I think um yeah. I just realized that when Mia mentioned that there's different age groups in your class, it's very like vivid to me because like as a post grad, you do get people from like a very wide range, <laughs> like of age. Um, I have people, you know, the youngest, the closest to my age would be someone who's like six years older than me. And then I uh-huh. have people who like range up to like 30 years older than me. So yeah. it's like a very wide variety in there. And most of the time they are quite friendly. But then again, it's like some people, yeah, like you said, their goals are just to come for education and then leave because they have other commitments outside of life at that certain age. Yeah. So like, yes, you can be friends. But again, it's not like you know acquaint it's more acquaintance level and close friend level it just really depends on how hard you try to make it yeah so i would say like if you're looking to go abroad try to find people maybe outside of the classroom or like yeah Yeah. or obligatory um commitments because most people usually come in to clock in their hours finish class and go home and you know have time with the other friends Uh uh-huh yeah, well, that's hopefully that'll be helpful because that's a lot of insight into you know how can you make friends when you're studying abroad. But um, you know what? Eventually, it'll be okay. Like, mm. how hard could it be to make friends, right? It's honestly <laughs> fine. Like, you'll just you know randomly meet people along the way as well. Yeah, and like if you click, you know, try yeah, to yeah, you just click. Yeah, yeah. you would just. It's, it just comes naturally to you. And mm. you know what? If you don't feel like it, you don't have to force yourself into doing anything, you know? Yeah, that's true. You'd rather have a really good friend than just, you know, hanging out with someone that doesn't really click with you. Yeah. Because that will make you feel worse. <laughs> exactly. All right. The next myth is, I will be going alone and won't know anyone. I actually like the idea of moving to a completely new place and being able to start over again. Uh-huh. Like, not that I've done anything that bad before that I needed to go and switch <laughs> identities, but it's more like... Once you're in a new place, no one knows you. And you can choose whichever personality, style, passion, hobby, whatever that you want to do without being judged. Uh And I don't think I'll be the way I am today without moving overseas and being so open about what I love and passionate about on social media or on real life if I just stayed in my home country. So Uh I think in short, like... You get to be your truest and most authentic self here, like overseas. That is spot on. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, I think the the idea of doing something alone and not knowing everyone is so exciting to me Mm. because it's just like a fresh start. It's, It's really daunting, but I also love the kind of excitement and ooh mysteriousness that comes with it yeah and i already feel like it's gonna be a great opportunity to learn so much about myself yeah Mm. and i completely agree with um you know switching identities like that's it sounds a bit extreme but it's kind Mm. of like you know you're coming in for a fresh start and people don't know you yet and you can i don't know i I just think it's interesting because um at least in the beginning, my friends in Vietnam and my friend in Australia would have like a quite a different views, like perspective on the person that I am, which I think mm. it's it's quite funny, yeah. But it's not like you're trying to be someone else; you're still you. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, not, yeah. You're not yeah. being an entirely different person. You're just no. you know 
kind of switching up here and there and you, yeah. you get to you feel like you don't need to really satisfy everyone's needs anymore but you just yeah. want to live for yourself yeah 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 that's true uh but i also understand why people would worry about uh that like the the myth uh yeah but isn't it the exciting part like i came to australia not knowing anyone like literally i don't have family relatives or anyone here and i survive so i'm sure it'll be fine too um plus i think it would be a great chance for you to grow and step out of your comfort zone um you will learn so much and you will definitely enjoy getting to know so many great people out there yeah for sure i could not agree more and yeah. i think life really begins outside of your comfort zone and if you're always in your bubble of comfort then you're never going to grow and life is never going to be fun. Yes. And why not take a risk and <laughs> grow and enjoy your life while you can? Mm, yes, that's <laughs> true. Like, it can be scary, but it'll be worth it. Like, I say this a lot, but it definitely builds character. Being faced with you no know, challenges and difficulties make you understand yourself better and then you'll be able to overcome even harder situations in life further on. That is so true. It's kind of like, you know, in the past two years of uh, you know, all the lockdown and, and the pandemic, I feel like it's one of the worst like period in my life. But mm. I, I also feel like it's one of the best as well because I've grown so much. Like I don't even recognize mm. myself anymore. It's crazy. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so moving on to the Q&A section of this podcast. First question. Is it true that once you live abroad for a long time, you wouldn't want to go back to your home country? <laughs> this is such an interesting question. I love that you're asking like all three of us who haven't <laughs> gone back home. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I feel like this depends a lot on you and what experiences you've had throughout the time that you've lived abroad. Um, this might sound vague, but... Um, I think people are built to adjust and uh, once you have lived abroad for a while, it's no doubt that you would be used to a certain living style, you know, from the way that people greet each other casually to how they are in, uh, you know, a professional working environment. The living style is different in each country due to cultural differences. Well, what I'm trying to say is, yes, you might not want to go back to your home country because of the cultural shock it hits you when you go back home after living abroad for a while. But this also means that the exact opposite things could happen. You know, I know a lot of people who went abroad and just couldn't wait to go back home. So it literally depends on you at the end of the day. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I feel like some people... If they're open to adopting a new culture and new ways of living, they can fit in fine anywhere. Um, so if they want to stay in their, you know, overseas country, they're more than happy to just, you know, continue living there. But then there's some people who, you know, they're so not, I wouldn't say closed mind or fixated, but it's more like they have a very strong love for the way that their life used to be or how certain things are done back home that it's just a better fit for them to be back home. Uh -huh. And I think like people just have different goals when they go overseas as well. Some look to go, you know, simply for the education and then go back home. Some look, you know, to migrate. Some people look at it as an exchange opportunity. So it's really endless. 
And their goals also change with the time they live and grow in that place. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like, I guess for me, I don't really know how to define home. Like, yes, my nationality is Vietnamese and I was born there, hit puberty, you know, did high school there and everything. But then the first few years that I received proper education, I was raised in Australia and then I did uni here and, you know, doing the actual maturing part here. So it's literally like half of my life in Australia, half of my life in Vietnam. So I feel like each Mm -hmm. country does have a great impact on my life. But to ask me where I want to settle down, I wouldn't really know where to choose. Mm. Honestly, maybe neither of these countries. But (laughs) we'll just have to see with time. Yeah. I could not agree more, especially on this part about not knowing where to define home. Yeah. And I am totally there with you that I I also... Mm don't know which country I would choose um, yeah. if I have a choice between where I've lived. But I think that I'm also at the stage in my life where it almost doesn't matter anymore where I am as long as I'm happy and I get to grow and learn new things. Mm. But um, yeah, but to answer the question, I, I don't think that my studying abroad has anything to do with making me like not wanting to go back to my country or anything like that. I don't think um, that has affected that in any way. Um, at least that's what I think. But um, mm. I, f- I can see myself possibly thinking like, oh, this place is better uh, or this place is worse when I was younger. But I think now that I'm mature, I see the pros and cons of each country. And yeah. wherever I live, there's always bad sides and mm. good sides. Yeah, and yeah. As long as I'm happy, then I think, and I'm surrounded by people I love, then I think that's the only thing that matters. Yeah. yeah. I feel like me and Dawn, we both went through that phase in life where, you know, we were both in Australia when we were younger. I don't know about you, but personally, when I did primary school here in Australia, and then when, and then I went back to Vietnam, I was like, I do not like Vietnam at all. Like, this is <laughs> not where I want to stay. This is not where I want to live. But I feel like as a younger self, I was like... I was so, I just didn't like change. I just didn't like the way certain things were done there and the weather, especially the weather. I cannot stand humidity, (laughs) but that's more just like a personal preference, I guess. Do you really just prefer moments where, oh, you don't live in moments, sorry. But I'm like, I would prefer anywhere else weather rather than moments weather. (laughs) Mm, I feel like the weather weather in Sydney is pretty fine. Yeah, the weather in Sydney is fine, yeah. Yeah, but like as a kid, I I just didn't like living in asia and then because i felt like it's not being whitewashed but growing up with other white kids in my area i thought that was the norm i thought that was like you know what is supposed to be right and then changing that completely within like a week's time was a lot to really process as like an eight-year-old yeah no that is absolutely true because it's kind of it's all about the culture things Mm. like when i say it just a about the way that people just simply greet each other to the way that our classmates treat us in class, you know? Oh, yeah. It's mm-hmm. a total different thing. And when I was in Vietnam, I thought that that was the norm. And then mm. when I came here, I'm like, oh, that is actually not how it's supposed to be like. It's not you know? okay. It's, not, it's really not okay how people treat each other like mm. that. Yeah. And this... This uh, well, people don't understand Vietnamese culture. But I think that this is bad. I don't know any other ways to explain it. Um, but yeah, that's why I'm like I'm going home 
in a week, and I am so worried about how how the culture shock would hit me because I've been here for so long, you know. Mm. Uh, but yeah, well, let's hope for the best. <laughs> You'll yeah. surely just adapt. It should be fine. Hopefully, yeah. Mm. yeah. I, and the I food hope, yeah. always makes you better. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's move on to the next question. Uh-huh. Um, how do we keep it? How do you keep in touch with the people who are close to you when you study abroad? Uh, well, I have to say, like, though it can be really hard keeping in touch with people, considering the time differences and many things that you're gonna have to deal with when you're studying abroad. Uh, I feel like if they're really important to you, you would be able to figure out a way to keep them in your life, right? Mm, for sure. Like, I don't know about you, but I find comfort in the people that are close to me. So even if I'm super busy and packed with my schedule, it would just come naturally to me to make time for them because I know that it would be well spent and I would always feel so much better after catching up with them. Mm. Um, I think um, the most annoying thing would just be, you know, how they might not be able to get back to you right away because of the time differences. Um, yeah, Don, you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so something that I've been doing is setting a time zone in my phone, so I have an idea of what they might be doing in the day as well. If that makes sense. Uh, well, yeah, the drawbacks of having friends. Living on different continents, <laughs> but yeah, I've been able to keep in contact with my close friends who live in you know the era United States and Vietnam in the past four years. So it is achievable. Yeah, I would say like it's not you know that hard as well. Um, it's more manageable though before when we were still all in uni and studying because it was just like it was rather a mundane task and there was nothing really more to that. But now that everyone, you know, moves on to different stages in their life, it's been harder uh-huh. to be like completely honest. Like yeah. even me and Dawn, we used to call each other every single day, and we just would like study together, cook together, <laughs> or just like do stuff together while on call. But it's been like honestly, I don't even think we've even called this year yet. Like it's already June, <laughs> but like I don't find that anything like personal, you know, attack. Or anything. It's just like you know, it's been a while. Yeah. But I don't mind the parting in ways because I I know that they're still doing good in life. And yeah. I have like a general idea what they're doing as well. And if we do catch up, it'll be like no time has passed. And sometimes not talking to each other for a long time is also good, maybe. So like once you do catch up, there's just so much to talk about. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, not yeah. for too long though. I don't like the idea of like having someone who I consider my best friend and we don't actually talk. Mm. Well, we don't have to talk on a daily basis, but like obviously, I would like to keep in touch with them. You know, maybe mm. at least once a week, <laughs> or like just you like, know, it doesn't mm. have to be like a full just on, like a check in. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't have to be mm. like a full on like catch up session. It just, you know, would just be like a normal thing. Just say like, hey, how are you? All things like that. Or just like send random memes or videos to each other. Mm. <laughs> just be like, you know, you stand my life. <laughs> and I that's still true. think about you. Yeah, that's how I, I would like to I think the thing be. is keeping in touch and then being close are two like very distinctive um, ideas though. Because like, yes, you can be in touch and you can be in touch like, you know, once a year or something like that. But then keep like from how i see it now if we're close i would text you every now and then but it could be like once a month 
once a few months but I still think that we're still very close I can still come to you and trust you fully if there's anything wrong with my life yeah for sure yeah I I agree I think um yeah this is kind of sadly but also kind of okayly the story mm. of my life I think with with the fact that I I've been kind of moving around the world my whole life I I always thought it was just kind of natural for me to to lose friends um along the way or not lose friends but just to drift apart with people as soon as I I move away and I thought it was Uh always a natural part of life so honestly to me it was kind of surprising that oh my god people wants to be in touch with me or wants to be (laughs) friends with me for longer um so I also see it the same way. I also don't see it as personally, and I think yeah, I agree. Like when when we when we um, get in touch, it's like no days has passed, mm. and I also kind of like that because it shows like a different level of comfort in the friendships. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I think that it is hard, but I think um, friendships now I learn take a lot of effort and you need to put in that effort to in order to get that effort back yeah mm. and i think mm-hmm. that um when you guys mentioned you know or you, when you're in a different stage in your life it's it's always like another war between you and your friends in terms of like you won't have time to catch up with them that's so true because i feel yeah. like even me and my friends who were living in the same country in, in the same city it's it's even hard for us to catch up in person mm. yeah me too yeah just like because we my friends and i yeah my friends and i here it took us like a month to plan a day where we all three of us could meet up yeah. it's just three people yeah yeah same literally like let's meet later on tonight so some i have like <laughs> two other close friends and now we graduated at the same time did everything together the past few years and now they're both you know off to working their full-time jobs i'm still in uni doing my postgrad but it's like even that we only meet up once a month and once we finish that catch-up we schedule one for next month and we just leave it as a (laughs) day where we're like yep let's just go out and eat and do Uh something that's it like and it's only once a month but i love how like it sounds very structured but it gives you you know the flexibility to do things on the other days and just leave that day out as scheduled and fixed yeah i think that's fair enough because it's literally like close to impossible to just like you know, randomly text your friend and be like, hey, do you want to go out for dinner? Mm. Like, that is literally impossible if we all, like, have uni and work at the same mm. time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's also a nice thing to look forward to rather than, like, trying to text each other every day after a long day of work and you guys mm. are, like, in bad mood or something and not really into it. I think mm. yeah. this this intentional meetup is so much more um, fun. Okay. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> Let's move on to the next question, shall we? Yeah. yeah. So, what do you do when you get homesick? <laughs> Cry. <laughs> <laughs> I must say, I am pretty lucky because I am lucky enough to get to live with my family a lot of the times when I'm studying abroad. Um, so, I understand where homesick can come from. Um, and sometimes I just get kind of sad, but I think food is always my biggest remedy because it is my connection to Vietnam and it's also my mm-hmm. connection to my family. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's my best way to remember about them and have great memories. Yeah, yeah Vietnamese exactly. food is amazing. 
I loved it. I feel like when I say I'm homesick, I'm more missing the food sometimes, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. And it's honestly so normal. I was like, don't worry if you feel homesick. Like, I remember the very first night I came here, I was, like, crying so much. And then two hours later, I was like, it's honestly not that bad. And whatever <laughs> just happened, that was embarrassing. Why you, did you even cry? You only cry for two hours? That's yeah. crazy. Oh my god. That's I a lot already. I cried for days. <laughs> I cannot. No, yeah, but I, I cried a lot when I first came to Melbourne. And, like, I still did every time I have to say goodbye to my family after visiting them. Um, mm. I guess I'm just an emotional girl. <laughs> um, but it got better, and now I'm so fine. No homesick whatsoever. So... I'm just having the best time here. Um, I feel like it's like once you get the hang of it, it won't bother you anymore. Mm. And like, I mean, I'm like turning 21 soon, so that's quite embarrassing. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's fine. You can cry. Let it's your emotion fine. out. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I haven't been home in two and a half years, so I actually don't remember how it's like being home anymore, I feel like. Yeah. Um, but I also consider Melbourne my home as well, so I might actually get homesick when I come back to Vietnam. You know? Yeah, that's so true. Like, I feel like the last time I went back to Vietnam was oh, like four years ago so i'm used to not living in vietnam by now yeah so when it's like you think of homesickness you're like oh i miss my parents i miss the food but again i do text my parents like every now and then like every few days apart and we text and we call so it's all good i guess but i really wish i could go back for a visit soon though yeah hopefully you know clear your schedule a bit four years is a long time jesus <laughs> well it's, it's because, the same like, for me the past yeah exactly but like, like at me least... and don we would never you yeah. know our f- parents were never back in vietnam for us to come to back to come back to visit yeah. in vietnam so if we ever had a break we just go to another different country yeah so at least <laughs> you guys still get to see your family right mm, yeah mm-hmm. yeah well that's the end of today's episode oh hmm. i'm sad It'll be fine. I'm so sad. This is a very bittersweet moment. I know. We need to take a moment of silence. (laughs) I was like, why are you guys not saying anything? (laughs) Because I'm sad. I was just confused. I don't want it to end. I was like, is is this a technical problem going on? (laughs) No, it's not. It's just us being sad and speechless. It will be fine. I'll definitely come back again for a few episodes here and there. (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> For sure, we're gonna need your insight on uh, some of these issues yes, that we're gonna be we talking will. about. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's it. I I hope you guys enjoyed oh it. God. It's fine. It's not like we're not gonna be friends anymore. Yeah, they are exactly. they are going to like, misunderstand. Why are you guys being so dramatic. <laughs> I'm like I'm still literally gonna text you after this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I hate that I literally cannot breathe on this last episode. Like I want to cry, but I can't. I also cannot breathe. I swear to God. I like what's wrong with us? I've been breathing out of my mouth the whole time. Oh my god, poor thing. And I like hope a fish. that I make sense. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> so that we can uh, blow our noses after yes. the podcast. I blame it on the winter, uh, you guys. Wait, but it's a summer then though, Dawn, right? Yeah, but allergy season. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Anyways, hope you guys enjoyed this uh, episode. And just like this week, we'll be having a Q&A session about a certain topic. 
So don't forget to send in your question to our Instagram and adulting license for our next episode. And as always, follow us on Instagram for more updates. All right, Angie, are you ready to ready say to this line? To say one this line for the one last time. Don't trip it up. <laughs> I'll probably trip it up. Okay, but subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We'll drop a new episode every fortnight. Woohoo! Love it. Clap. No. Sound effect. <laughs> I'm holding my mic, so I literally can't clap. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you.